You are listening to the Critical Mass Radio Show, Orange County's business talk show focused on exploring topics of interest to CEOs who are leading middle market companies with your host, Richard Franzi. Welcome to today's episode of Critical Mass Radio Show. I am your host, Rick Franzi. Richard Sink, founder of Critical Connections, is joining our show in the first segment to talk about some of the best practices to advertising your business online. The show is brought to you by our advertisers, Center Club, Community Bank, Decision Toolbox, Executives Unlimited, MBN Design, S&H Rubber, Strategic Market Intelligence, SunUp Group, TN Company, Tone Software, Turn Up the Volume, and UPS Protection. The goal for this show is to help you, our listening audience of CEOs who are running middle market firms, to improve your decision-making skills. If you'd like to connect with me on LinkedIn, I am Richard Rick Franzi. CEO Peer Groups is my Twitter handle. And on your favorite podcasting software, type in these four words, Critical Mass Radio Show, and you'll automatically get our weekly updates of these various shows. Richard, welcome to the show. Thank you. It's good to be here. It's good to have you here. Let's start simply. Tell me a little bit about Critical Critical Connections, and start with the name. I've always liked that name. I've heard it over the years, and um, when I decided that that was going to be the name of my firm, I did a search for domains, and no one had it, so I snagged it, and it made sense for what I do, and it resonates with my audience. They enjoy it. What do you do? Well, I build relationships online so that companies like yours and your audiences can take them offline to engagements and call-to-action initiatives. And is this for B2C companies or B2B companies, both? All of the above. Okay. So work, you, have pro, you have programs that work equally well for a B2B firm as, say, traditional B2C Correct. Firms. Okay. Correct. So, so tell me more about what makes you different in your space and what type of services specifically do you offer? I offer, through partnerships that I've established, um, an area of expertise in management consulting for social media, for organic SEO, for uh, paid search, um, for earned media. So it really depends upon what the digital assets are of my client and how I can add value to their existing go-to-market initiatives. Okay, so I'm going to rewind you a little bit. When you say digital assets, what are you talking about? Well, I have to take a look at what each company has to offer uh, as far as what they currently have in place. What are they working with? What's existing um, from an asset standpoint? What do they own from um, employees to content okay. to uh, websites okay. to uh, content marketing, um, those types of assets that they own and don't rent. Okay, um, are extremely valuable and it gives me a starting point to work with. So a company might have a lot of YouTube videos that they've created to explain their Correct. products or their company and Correct. founder's message and all that stuff. And right. Maybe they have a whole catalog of blog posts that they put. So is that good examples of digital assets? Correct. As okay. long as they own them, uh, and that's part of their company assets. Correct. Okay. Okay. And you said uh, content. What type of branded content would you normally see in a middle market company that has value? Uh, they could be press releases. They could be um, photographs of events. They can be personal stuff. It doesn't have to be all about their business. Okay. It can be as much about their company outings and their employees as it is their product and or service okay. and what they do for their customers. 
So, so there's there are many options available today to a middle market CEO uh, using social media, ranging from LinkedIn to Twitter to Facebook to, I mean, the list is quite extensive now, right? And growing every day. And growing every day. That's good news on one hand because you have choice, but that's challenging on the other hand because you have to, first of all, you have to choose, and then secondly, you have to really maintain that relationship. So how do you help companies kind of go through the deliberation of what channel's right? We there's a vetting process involved through a Q and A and a kind of a review process uh, that I establish with a company up front. I'll have them fill out a questionnaire uh, that identifies their brand voice, what they know about uh, their current marketing activities and their sales activities, and then I'll put together a strategy that gets us launched for the first 90 days so that we know what to expect from an engagement standpoint. And we've established a communication path along the way that enables us to review our progress and make any changes uh, that we may have to make based upon the changes of the marketplace. Because one thing about these platforms is they make changes and they don't tell you. Okay. And you have to you have to adapt to them right away. Okay. It can be a look and a feel. There's there's many times when clients will come to me and say, I logged in and I don't recognize what I'm looking at. Well, they changed it. And unfortunately, we have to. Uh, so you're saying it. the site itself, Instagram, or one of the one of the social media networks, mm. might make a change right. that fundamentally redesigns your look and feel. Correct. Okay. Yeah, LinkedIn just did that to me last week. A client yeah. called up and said, "Hey, what am I looking at here? How do I find my blog posts? Where do they go? Well, they're still there. Right. They're just." we got to find a different way to get to it now. We're talking with Richard Sink. He is founder of Critical Connections. And I work with a lot of middle market CEOs here in Orange County, California. Many of them are B2B, more mostly in B2B space, not exclusively, but predominantly. And kind of the one universal advice I give them if, if this topic comes up is you need to be aware of what you're presenting on LinkedIn from a social media perspective for both yourself and for your company. Do you think I'm giving them good advice? Absolutely. It's correct. And um, you always want to make sure that what you're posting is something that you're going to be proud of (laughs) for years to come. Because uh, once it's out there, it's out there. Um, The idea is many companies make the mistake, though, of talking only about themselves and not enough about their customer experience. Okay. And that is really important and makes the difference between doing something that you're already doing on your website Right. As opposed to leveraging a LinkedIn as a tool, a communication tool, okay. that can add value above and beyond your website experience. So you're saying just putting out updates, hey, I just had a, the radio show today and Richard Sink was on and boy, was he a good get and listen, you ought to, here's the link. Is that maybe Absolutely. A, is that appropriate? Absolutely. Okay. Because I'll tell you what it does, it humanizes your business. Okay. You're not talking all about just your products and services and what you did in your business today. You're talking about who came in, who shared what, what was um, something of interest. Sounds like you want them to tell a story. Exactly. Okay. A narrative. A narrative. narrative. So is this fair to say that regardless of the network and channels that you use, you've got to be a, somewhat of a storyteller in that channel? Absolutely. More so than ever before. Okay. Um, because we're looking for you to captivate us. You need to inform me. You need to educate me and entertain me to keep me coming back for more. The best way to do that is through storytelling.
Excellent. You know? Well, look at that. We we need a gong in the studio, Mr. <laughs> Engineer. We have these learning moments on Critical Mass Radio Show. And in the first yeah. segment, Richard Sink gave us at least one, which we just could sit on right there for you CEOs. And that's even possible in the B2B space, right? Absolutely. Okay. Yes. And, yes, because you have customers. Yep. Right? They're, you you're do. dealing with humans. Let them, okay. Let them tell you the value of your business. Okay. And well, you can run with that. We're going to take our first commercial break here on Critical Mass Radio Show. I've got a list of questions here that I'm going to get to some of, I'm sure, with Richard in the next in the next segment so don't go anywhere ladies and gentlemen we'll be right back after these words from our valued sponsors richard franzi is the author of two popular business books for ceos his first book critical mass the 10 explosive powers of ceo peer groups was the first book ever written on the secret value of ceo peer groups his second book now with newly updated information is critical mass the Power of CEO Guiding Principles. Richard's books contain powerful information to help CEOs running middle market companies gain valuable insight to improve their decision-making skills. Richard's books are available as paperbacks or Kindle versions from Amazon.com. To find them, type Richard Franzi in the search box. Today's businesses are embracing voice over IP telephones and unified communication desktop technologies to more effectively communicate and collaborate with their customers, suppliers, and colleagues. The Reliatel management software from Tone Software Corporation helps organizations of all sizes manage their communications technologies to ensure great voice quality and better levels of service and reliability throughout their business. Through Reliatel, you'll gain higher return on investments from VoIP and unified communications technologies while lowering the associated operational support and maintenance costs. Learn more. Visit www.tonesoft.com or call 800-833-8663 for information on Reliatel by Tone Software, the solution for quality business communications. Are you ready to tap into the power of social media to promote your business? It's easy to get social with Turn Up the Volume, the award-winning social media marketing professionals who know how to get results. Drive web traffic, boost sales, get social today. Visit www.turnupthevolume.com. That's turnupthevolume.com. Welcome back to this edition of Critical Mass Radio Show. I am your host, Rick Frenzy. I'd like to thank and acknowledge our listeners who download our show as a podcast. You've downloaded over 17,000 episodes during the last 30 days. We here at the program appreciate your continued and growing support. Of course, all of our shows can be heard anytime on iTunes, Stitcher.com, Spreaker.com, several hundred former guests' websites whose CEO has been on our show and their company has put the interview on their website, hopefully on their homepage, and other business-oriented podcasting services. During the break, I was talking with Richard Sink, who is our guest. He's founder of Critical Connections, about the use of LinkedIn. And one of the things that we wanted to talk about was sort of uh, how he's constructed his LinkedIn profile. So, Richard, could you share a little bit of what you were telling me during the commercial? I looked at LinkedIn, my LinkedIn profile, a long time ago as a um, story of what it's like to work with me, what you expect from deliverables and how to do a linkedin profile correctly okay so i start off with uh, like there's a great harvard business review quote that validates the entire business model of what i do talks about your social purpose is as important as your economic purpose Hmm. 
So having that validation from a Harvard Business Review makes a big difference when people come to my they, – they mention that all the time. Okay. It captivates. LinkedIn tells me 80% of the attention factor is in your summary. So you want to make sure that your summary section of your LinkedIn profile is complete, fulfilled, and engaging. 80% is in that first section. Correct. The summary. Right. Whether people are going to connect up with you and read more. Wow. Okay. That's uh, Ring the Bell Gong number two here with <laughs> Learning Moments with Richard Sink, founder of Critical Connections on Critical Mass Radio Show. So, Richard, can you give our audience some tips on how to enhance their online presence and maybe their awareness through the use of social media? Absolutely. Since we're in the attention economy now, the best way to enhance your online profile is to make sure that it's complete and optimized. Pictures, content, make sure all the all the sections are filled out completely. I can't tell you how many times I've come across LinkedIn profiles where the links are broken, the contact right. information is incomplete, uh, it's stale information. It should be it should be ongoing. You should be updating it on a weekly basis. Every time a client tells me about the value that I bring to their business, I put it on my LinkedIn profile. Oh, really? Absolutely. I have recommendations, testimonials, quote, quotes uh, from 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 customers mm-hmm. that tell them tell me how I'm doing. Yeah, I was on a website today, and they have a bunch of third party things that are on their platform, and uh, they had a link to one of their newer. Uh, partners and the link was dead it gave me an error and i thought wow what is that guy doing that's running that company that he didn't check that he didn't hire somebody like me to make sure that it's rock solid yeah it was very (laughs) i was rather disappointed right especially since i'm also on that platform so i just thought that was interesting all right we're talking with richard sink he's the founder of critical connections can you tell us about online trends or maybe patterns to help ceos of middle market companies and executives to better make make better business decisions what's what's going on in that space there's a lot going on in that space and the way i gauge those kinds of um, of trends and patterns is i look to my online communities to tell me they're my eyes and ears to the ground what's going on what's working uh, the key to any of that strategy is asking your audience and i ask them in various formats polls, surveys, Q&A, to engage them as far as what can I expect down the road and what should I be building my online presence to anticipate um, for my audience. So let me ask you two questions as a follow-up, Richard Sink of, of Critical Connections, founder and CEO. Your experience is if you put the energy into an online survey or input form, some members of your, your online community will respond, one, and two that the data and information that you get back is actually work worth the effort and valuable? Absolutely. And um, our, our audience knows how authentic you're coming across. Okay. And if you're not, uh, they can tell that too. Social is very transparent when it comes it is, to that it? kind of engagement yeah. opportunity. So yeah. make sure your surveys and questions are legitimate and are authentic and are there to help the community and even offer a chance to show the results, Okay. whether it's uh, real-time or a follow-up. Do, do you have any suggestions for our audience of CEOs who are running middle market firms that listen to Critical Mass Radio Show about how to get their online communities to become advocates for what they're, the messaging and the stories that they're dealing with between the two of them? Absolutely. Influencers and advocates are 
mission critical in the success of any of your online marketing engagements. Okay. And the way to um, the, the way to um, attract them, find them, and attract them is to um, make sure that they're rewarded and acknowledged for their effort, and that they are um, allowed access, unique access, oh. exclusive access. Oh, okay. That people otherwise don't have uh, access to. So you want to give them access to content, maybe beta-type content, uh, maybe beta product information. Have them tell you what they're looking for and recognize and reward them by acknowledging their contributions. Interesting. So people are willing to do that for you, but you've got to give them back some level of right. special treatment or... Exclusivity. Exclusivity. Give them something they can't get anywhere else. And does that work in a B2B space as well? Absolutely, it does. So these aren't... Mm-hmm. So people shouldn't dismiss this stuff as all oh, that Richard Sink. He's talking about stuff that uh, Clairol should do or Procter & Gamble, uh, uh, Joe's Mechanic Shop could do that and a, and, a, and a manufacturing company, a construction company. These are... These are t- tools that they could use to build engagement then, really. We're talking about engagement. Yeah, absolutely. It doesn't matter whether you're a startup or an enterprise or a midsize corporation. Uh-huh. You're constantly introducing new services, new products. Use your communities of interest to help you make better de- business decisions by having them uh, understand what it is you're doing and contribute the kind of information that would help you build a better product because uh, so, you only got one chance to get it right. It's interesting to me how uh, how I think important photos and videos are in your storytelling your storytelling ability. What what is your experience or recommendation for CEOs about the use of videos and photos? Absolutely, image uh, says so much more. It tells me more about uh, the the warm and fuzzies about what it is you're doing, what it is you're saying. It captures my attention. Even Twitter is moving into bringing video into their space now Mm. where you can actually have customer service. So it's more than just if you have a problem, rather than just tweeting out something, you can say, here's a 30-second clip from our customer service department acknowledging uh, the receipt of your inquiry, and here's the resolution to it. And and Pinterest is obviously um, a big uh, a big social media platform that actually has outpaced email now as the third most popular online sharing tool only behind Facebook and Twitter. Get out of town. <laughs> no, so actually I'm going to pretty okay. soon. Well, I'm just, but I'm saying, so as as additional social media networks and tools come out it seems like the tra- the more traditional ways are going to get pushed further and further down then, right? Email will just keep dropping further and further maybe as the next thing like Pinterest comes out and people adopt it. Well, I want to be clear. They all have a purpose. Yes. I'm not saying don't do one over the other. Okay. I'm saying bring in these these various channels and utilize them to the best of your ability so that you're maximizing where your audience is, how they're consuming your content, and how they're responding to it. So where you're, you're measuring the effectiveness of those channels and knowing that it's working that's, I'm talking with Richard Sink. He is the founder and CEO of Critical Connections. We're talking kind of online presence and maximizing that. And it really sounds like here's here's my take. A couple of the takeaways that I've gotten from your from our conversation today. One of them is your social media strategy needs to be based on stories, and it needs to be a conversation that brings people into your community and then reward them for expending their own discretionary effort to help promoting and discussing what you've been telling them. That's correct. And 
you have to pick which channels are the right vehicle for that. But there is a channel or channels for every business out there, regardless of their space. And the best way to know is to ask your audience. And the best way to know is to ask Don't guess. Ask them. So so for me, the social media trend is giving a small business owner such a pipe port capability to talk to and listen to customers that they've never had before. Technology has enabled it at a price point that is ridiculously expensive. Inexpensive. Not expensive, sorry. That is correct. Very reasonable. Not to use it is at your own peril, in my opinion. I, I can't imagine a, vi- a viable, vibrant company that's growing and has a bright future that doesn't have some type of social media strategy. Yeah, they're still trying to figure it out. Uh, okay. And, and there's over 4,000 social media platforms. But ignoring so. it is not a strategy. No. Right? I mean, it's like my strategy is not to use it at all because no. it's full of garbage no. and it's a waste of time. You must do it. Your competition's doing it, and that's where your customers are hanging out. That's the key. How many people go online right. to look and do research before they ever engage? And if you're not there, you may not even get to the next level. And with social media, I can turn your competitors into potential collaborators. Okay. Maybe that's a subject for your next time on the show, Richard, because we're running out of time here. I'm getting the one-minute sign from my engineer. So, Richard Sink of Critical Connections, if any of our guests, either live today on octalkradio.net or as a podcast, want to get in touch with you, how do they find you online, sir? Connect up with me wherever we share networks. Um, LinkedIn. I'm on LinkedIn, Google+, Twitter, Facebook, Pinterest. As Richard Sink, S I N K, just and, like it and, sounds. And Critical Connections, either one you'll okay. find. And do you have a website, Critical Connections? No, I, I use LinkedIn as my portal. Wow, things look delivered. at you. Yep. Is that a, is that yeah. a sign of things to come? Uh, I don't know. You heard me, it first me, here. It, it doesn't work for everybody, but okay. for me it works. In your space, it makes Correct. perfect sense, right? Correct. Well, this has been a joy. The time has flown by. Yeah, I've really enjoyed what you've shared with us. Thank you for giving a little bit of what you know about this space, Richard Sink, and I look forward to having you back on in the future. Thank you very much. I've enjoyed it as well. All right. We're going to take a break, ladies and gentlemen. Do a quick change out here in the studio, and we'll have our second guest back in here as soon as we come back after these brief words from our commercial sponsors. <laughs> Let's face it, not all company challenges are the same, which is why strategic market intelligence can help identify the actionable information you need to be more competitive. Gain a better understanding of your brand, competition, best prospects, or new product opportunities to generate greater revenues in 2015. Call 949-357-9547 or visit www.strategicmarketintelligence.com. When it comes to pioneers in their respective industries, we all know the Apples, Starbucks, and Trader Joe's of the world. In the realm of recruiting, Decision Toolbox is the industry's best-kept secret. With 90% of their business from referrals and repeat customers, for over 20 years, Decision Toolbox's U.S.-based team of recruiters, sourcers, professional writers, quality personnel, and tech support has perfected a Six Sigma approach to talent management. No matter the size of the project, Decision Toolbox delivers incredible results. A cost per hire less than half of what contingency firms charge. With the winning candidate presented in an average of 14 days. All with a 12-month candidate warranty. With results like that, Decision Toolbox won't be a secret for long. Visit us at www.dtoolbox.com for more information. 
UPS Protection has been protecting systems in the U.S. against brownouts, blackouts, and poor quality power for over 25 years. We provide power protection systems, including UPS, lighting inverters, generators, and service for clients from coast to coast. We specialize in solving all your power needs. As a direct reseller of the best brands in the industry, including Liebert, Powerware, and APC, we can solve all your power protection needs. Protecting your power is our main goal. We offer on-site or depot repair of our critical equipment. To better serve your budget constraints, UPS Protection also offers both reconditioned and new products. Welcome back to this edition of Critical Mass Radio Show, broadcasting live from octalkradio.net in beautiful Costa Mesa, California. As I promised, Dr. Betty Uribe, Executive Vice President of the California Bank and Trust, is our guest for the next next two segments. Before we start talking to Dr. Uribe, I would like to thank and acknowledge our listeners who download our radio show as a podcast. You've downloaded and listened to over 17,000 episodes during the last 30 days, and we're at the radio show. Appreciate your continued and growing support. Of course, all of our shows can be heard live on octalkradio.net or rebroadcast anytime from iTunes, Stitcher.com, Spreaker.com, several hundred former guest websites whose CEO have been on our show and their company has put the show hopefully on their homepage but somewhere on their website as well as other business-oriented podcasting services. Betty, welcome to the program. Thank you. It's great to be here. It's nice to have you here. Let's start very simply. Tell me a little bit more Matter of fact, we're in the California Bank and Trust building, aren't we here? Yes, OC we are. OC Talk Radio Absolutely Studios. Wow, we we're, we're in one of your properties. Uh, anyway, at least it's badged that way. Tell me a little bit more about California Bank and Trust. California Bank and Trust uh, is uh, is a business bank, and it's a community bank. And we are one of the largest banks headquartered right here in California. We're over $11 billion in assets Whoa. and almost 100 branches here in California. Uh, we're one of the top small business lenders. Um, California Bank and Trust provides a lot of solutions for business owners and uh, and businesses in general. Mm-hmm. And pretty much uh, we deal with the business community, the professional community, and the individuals within those communities. Okay, so your role as executive vice president is what? I run a line of business that is, that entails consumer, business banking, and commercial banking. Okay, so I understand consumer. Tell me the difference between business and commercial. Business banking uh, can be uh, somebody who just started a business or who has a very small business, uh, anywhere between two and ten, twenty million or so. Uh, okay. In in in. Uh, in sales, okay, uh, and then commercial banking gets up higher than that, about up to about a hundred million, really? and maybe a little bit lower than that. Okay, so yes. the the targeted demographic of the people that are listening right now to us that is exactly are, are right. Two, are two to a hundred million? Yes, it is. Okay, so that's the market that you serve. That is the market okay. we serve. Is there an advantage if I'm the owner of a company in that range? To doing business with a company that has eleven billion dollars in assets versus a billion dollars in assets, or less than a billion dollars in assets. I mean, what what is the size of California Bank and Trust? What is that? An, how's that an, an advantage to me that you're a big? 
community bank? We're a big community bank, and we're actually larger than the $11 billion in assets because we're one of the affiliate banks of Zions Bank Corp., which is a $55 billion company. So uh, what the advantage, I think, that your customer base would have uh, would be very similar to what I had when I was even a business owner. When I went to a big, big bank, and I just started my first business, it was really difficult to get a loan because they didn't really understand what I needed. Mm-hmm. Um, I, a bank like ours, we hire people that are very knowledgeable about business, people that have been business owners, people that really understand, that can be really good advisors. Okay. From a size level, to answer your question, an $11 billion bank to a $1 billion bank, the difference is how much can you grow with the business. Okay. So if you start the business really small, you can start with a smaller bank, and it's going to be fine. But as your business begins to grow, you're going to need some funding that's going to be matching the funding needs for your business. So yeah. we get a lot of business from smaller community banks that maybe have reached the ceiling for our customers. I got it. Especially, I would think, especially that would be the case if they're a... Uh a medical device company or a construction company or a manufacturing company, a company that has kind of capital-intensive needs as well because they have a great need for working with a bank for lines of credit and financing, et cetera. Absolutely. That maybe a service provider can skirt around a little bit. Exactly. Okay. Exactly. Got it. So yes. that, does that kind of fit with... Absolutely. I'm speaking accurately here? You are Dr. speaking Dr. accurately. Betty All right. Yes. You're the first banking executive that I've had on the radio show who's a doctor. Where'd that come from? You know, it's interesting that you ask. I am an eternal learner of leadership, and uh, my previous in my previous company, my uh, senior managers asked me to put together a strategy for servant leadership for the entire company. And so I went on the weekend, and I thought, okay, let me just do some research. I brought back the research. They said, fine, this looks like a master's thesis. But we want your original work. We want you to put what you did for us in the entire company. And I thought, you know, if I'm going to do this, I might as well just do it with a with, with a doctorate and just get the real thing. Right. If I'm going to put that much work into it, so I so I went into uh, doing some research on values based leadership, and I studied uh, three pots. I studied uh, uh, generals in the military, and I went into the White House and the Pentagon and interviewed uh, three, four, three and four-star generals in, uh, in all of the ranks of the military and also CEOs of entrepreneurial organizations mm-hmm. and C-level executives in financial services. And I went really to take a look at how is it that some people are able to lead their companies with values and really permeate those values throughout their entire organization and, in, and really create high sustainable performance at the same time. When you read the newspaper, all you see is you see a lot of people that have fallen. Mm-hmm. Um, People that are in leadership positions, uh, in sports positions, role models, and they have fallen perhaps because they've made decisions that aren't really congruent with their espoused values. Exactly. So I went to study that, and I found um, quite a few people that uh, lead with their values that are incredible leaders. Uh, there was uh, a, a woman in the White House that has uh, reported directly to the president and to Democratic and and Republican presidency, and she's in charge of nuclear power plants all over the world for the United States. And 
what I learned from a lot of these leaders is how it is that they lead with values. And really, I came up with a uh, collaborative decision model for C-level executives that they can actually utilize, and I've been utilizing it ever since. Boy, that's substance rich. Thank you for that answer. I was really interesting. I'd like to... uh I'm not going to read the paper that you wrote, but <laughs> are you able to bring that learning into your role at California Bank and Trust? Every day. Every day? Every day. Every day, Danny. Okay. Absolutely. All right. Well, yes. that's important. Yes. And um, where did you get your degree from? From Pepperdine University. Uh-huh. I got my master's from Pepperdine University. Absolutely. All right. Good decision. Good, good. We love all the schools in yes, Orange County. Yes. And, and the Pepperdine well, has a branch here. Well, I was very honored because uh, Pepperdine, is, it was a wonderful venue for me to be able to study what I love and um, in the professors there and the practicum application of everything I studied mm-hmm. is, is really evident in everything I do. I've been with California Bank and Trust for three years now and and we've done um, some wonderful work out in the community and some wonderful work for our customers. So we started a, a we instilled a values-based culture, a values-based way of interviewing people to bring into the company, uh, values-based choice making for the type of customers we want to bring into the company, and uh, in really a values-based culture. It's interesting. I. Um you were talking about some maybe people who make choices that are counter to their brand, maybe yes. their positioning. And uh, Tony Shea of Zappos, uh, I heard him say that your culture is your brand. Yes. And you can, you can, for a while, fake it, but ultimately your culture bleeds into the marketplace and that's your brand. Absolutely. And when I, when I heard it, I thought, well, that makes perfect sense. And then I started thinking about some famous fallen people who had a professional brand, but their culture was wildly different. And once Absolutely. we once we see behind the curtain, what do we now know? We believe that their actions based on more than the, what they'd like us to believe about their culture. It's very hard to get that back, too, once you've lost it. Absolutely. I always say your actions are so loud, I can't hear what you're saying. Uh-oh. Do you say that at work? Yes, I do. Oh, boy. I bet and my children even say that at home now. So <laughs> there nice. You there you go. Do they use it back on you, Betty, your rebate? You know, they don't on me. Thank oh, goodness no. for that. They're probably still young. <laughs> Are they teenagers? <laughs> Actually, I have a 19-year-old that's a junior at Pepperdine, Alexandria, Legacy. and a 17-year-old that's a freshman at UCCS, Sandra. Okay, beautiful. Yes. Two lovely daughters. All right. And my 29-year-old son, believe it or not. Okay, well, let's let's stop right there. All right, we'll stop right there. How many there. kids you have? No, I'm just kidding. We're talking with Dr. <laughs> Betty Uribe. She's Executive Vice President of California Bank and Trust. I have about three minutes until our next commercial break, but I, I, hopefully we have time. Can, can you talk to us a little bit about some of the services that your firm is using to help commercial banking in the commercial banking and the business banking space? Dr. Absolutely. Urban? Okay. Can you, you know, do it in three minutes? I can do it in two. Okay. Very simple. When you look at banking and when you look at the services that customers need uh, and you look at several banks, look, I, I sit on a board with 39 banks. And when we meet, we look and see that everybody has pretty much the same products. As a business needs commercial loans, right. they need international trade, they need financial services, they need all of that. I think where we differentiate ourselves is really in our people. You can have the products are a given, the services are given, but the advice is not a given. 
So the type of people we have, we're a flat organization, we have a team approach, and we also have very low turnover in the mm. people that actually service our clients. So uh, when you look at the differentiators from a business owner standpoint, right. I want somebody who's very knowledgeable who can actually give me advice. I agree. I think the banking relationship is one of the big three relationships that most business owners really have to make sure is right. And I think the Great Recession taught them a lot about the value of having that relationship. Absolutely. Because we keep very close relationships with our customers. One of our customers said that we know more about their business than even their spouse. Wow. On that note, we're going to take a commercial break, ladies and gentlemen. I think that's a good thing. Dr. Betty Rebay is our guest. She's Executive Vice President with California Bank and Trust. And when we come back, I'm going to ask her to talk about how California Bank and Trust is helping family businesses grow and prosper. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back after these words from our commercial sponsors. Are you ready to tap into the power of social media to promote your business? It's easy to get social with Turn Up the Volume, the award-winning social media marketing professionals who know how to get results. Drive web traffic, boost sales, get social today. Visit www.turnupthevolume.com. That's turnupthevolume.com. Successfully navigating the changing world of public relations and digital marketing requires an experienced, tenacious, yet gracious team. In business for more than 20 years, Orange County-based Tea & Company delivers big agency results with personalized service. For more information, call us at 714-536-8407 or visit us online at tandco.me. Are you looking for your successor? Someone as dedicated and experienced in their field as you? Executives Unlimited delivers the top executive talent you need for your company's long-term success. 98% of our clients re-engage us for additional hires, and over 90% of the executives placed by us since 2007 are still in their positions or have been promoted. That's twice the industry's average retention rate. How do we do this? Dedication. Executives Unlimited believe success isn't success until it's long-term. Call us to invest in your long-term success. 562-627-3800 or visit us at executivesunlimited.com. Let our long-term success leverage yours. Welcome back to this edition of Critical Mass Radio Show. I am your host, Rick Franzi. Dr. Betty Uribe, Executive Vice President of California Bank and Trust, is our guest. Hey, if you'd like to join a unique group of Orange County executives who have the rare opportunity to learn from some of the world's top thought leaders, these people were specially selected on their topics and the speakers to stream live from LEAD, LED 2015, LEAD, excuse me, 2015. It's a conference in Dallas. You can partner with Brandman University on their campus to be a partner in this. If you want to register, it's very simple. All you have to do is go to this online registration from Eventbrite. It's lead, L-E-A-D, 2015.eventbrite.com. It's very inexpensive, and the keynote address will be coming from former President Bill Clinton, which it looks like he's going to be talking about 1030 our time. So this is a great event. I would encourage you to attend. The lineup of speakers is too numerous for me to share, but this is in partnership with... Uh, Executive Next Practices and HR.com along with Brandman University. All right, Dr. Uribe, I said um, 
I wanted to talk about how the bank is helping family businesses. And when we were uh, on commercial break, you were also talking to me that you have a deep background in family businesses. So let's let's bring those two thoughts together and share a little bit about your background and then how the bank helps family businesses. Absolutely. Thank you. I um, uh, My father started a transportation company a long time ago. I, I was born and raised in Bogota, Colombia in South America. And when my father passed away, I, my family inherited his family business, and it was a transportation company. We transported coffee and wheat all over the country. When my father passed away, my brothers uh, said, hey, you're the banker, so you're it. Mm-hmm. So I took over the business from the United States, um, and it was actually my fourth business that I've owned. I started businesses uh, when I was 19 years old. But this particular business um, was interesting because having to run the business from the United States, being a woman in Colombia and doing business while I was banking, while I was doing business and banking here, mm-hmm. I would I would take a flight on Thursday night, get there on Friday morning, or take a flight on Friday night and get there on Saturday morning, sleep on the plane, get there at 6 a.m., had appointments between 7 a.m. and 11 p.m. on Saturday, and then on Sunday I would have appointments half a day, fly back and get back to work on Monday. So I did that several times the first two years. Um, I started by leaving the business to a cousin of mine, and he literally, after the first year, he ran it to the ground, and there was a lot of debt that was incurred. And uh, so I went back, and uh, that's when I started flying back and forth. And I went to every person, and I said, hey, you're dealing with Betty Renhifo. I am my father's daughter. I will pay you every penny Personally, you have my word of honor. It took me two years to pay the debt. And once I paid all the debt, I went ahead and and closed the company and sold it. Um, And there were a lot of lessons that I learned uh, inheriting the business from my father. And hence, my passion for family business and my focus on family business. Zions Bank Corp. is a family business. Our chairman, Harry Simmons, is the son of the person who actually helped found Zions Bank Corp. And we have a huge family business focus. As you know, most of the businesses in America are family-owned businesses. And there are a lot of different dynamics in family business that don't, that don't appear in regular businesses. Uh, For example, truth. my cousin is, a, is, a, is an owner of a business. And so uh, the wife is uh, the QC manager. Well, the QC manager, all of a sudden, in a regular business, does not have access to the payroll, right? Right. Or doesn't have access to making decisions for the business in a family business, it's different. Right. Uh, the sun comes up in the business and maybe the rest of the employees feel like the son uh, didn't deserve to be promoted, but because he's the son of the boss, he gets treated differently when in exactly. fact he's actually working harder. So a lot of the things that we do for our family business owners is we do a lot of education. We have forums where we bring in PhDs that are specialized in in family business. We have a lot of education that we give to our customers. Hmm. And we, we actually take a look at the entire family. When we look at the business, we look at the entire family. We look at the entire business. We don't just look at, hey, can I give you a loan? We look at the entire business. Why do we do that? From personal experience, in my own business, I wanted someone who actually took a look at and gave me, who would give me the advice that I needed. And someone who had looked at different businesses that are like my business Mm -hmm. 
and somebody that I that I can call an expert and a trusted advisor. Right. And so that's what we provide for our customers. The kind right. of people I hire are the people like me, people that actually have owned business. I just hired first week on the job a senior vice president who owns a chain of restaurants here in Orange County. Mm-hmm. So people that really understand the business, not just from the banking standpoint, but also from the business standpoint. Yeah, from standpoint. the operator side. Absolutely. All right, that's very powerful. Thank you for sharing that, yeah. Dr. Betty Uribe, Executive Vice President of California Bank and Trust. Wow, that's a, that's, that's a good background. I can't imagine traveling that much. Well, that, that's good. That's what family businesses require sometimes, don't that's they? That's it. All right. A lot of sacrifice. So on the radio show over the years, we've asked the guests occasionally, most times, mostly, to tell, share their guiding principle. For me, it's your overarching philosophy, your belief system, how you're leading and growing your area of the business. As, as you can see here on the, on the table, we have a book called Guiding Principles 3, which is a compilation of many of the answers to that question. So... Would you be so kind as to share with us your guiding principle for the Absolutely. role? Absolutely. Okay. My personal mantra and something that we have inherited or actually built in the fiber of the culture of my mm-hmm. business is building trust and value in relationships for generations. Building trust and value is critical. And I do that and my entire people do that. <clears throat> You can't build trust if you don't lead, if your values are not congruent with your actions. Uh, And adding value, I can add value to the person who cleaned the branch. I can add value to my employees. I can add value to the community members, the people in the community that really need my help. I can add value to my students. I teach some classes at USC. I teach some classes at different places. I speak to women. I speak to different groups. Mm -hmm. So adding value from a 360-degree view is really important to me. I do a lot of community work. Uh, And that's been embedded in my children, that's been embedded in my family, and that's been embedded in the fiber of the culture of my company. For generations, why for generations? When you think about what we do every day, we can make an impact today, but unless we make an impact really thinking about, at the end of the day, a 100 years from now, 200 years from now, when you and I are long gone, all we have is the legacy that we leave behind. And what is that legacy? I've written my 80th birthday toast. Mm. I know exactly what I'm going to say. I know who I'm going to have around me. And I'm gonna, I know exactly where I'm going to do this. And it's going to be all about the people that I made a difference for. And was it worth it that I was on this earth for the limited amount of time? And what legacy am I leaving behind that is a lasting legacy that's duplicatable for generations to come? Your 80th uh, birthday toast, huh? My 80th birthday toast. And for those of you that aren't watching us on our YouTube channel, so you can't see that that's not going to happen to the 80th birthday. <laughs> it's just not right around the corner. Right? You're, you're planning way into the future, aren't you, Dr. Uribe? All just right. a tad. All right. That's always good to be a forward thinker. We have about three minutes left here on Critical Mass Radio Show, but I didn't want to let you out of here without asking you to touch on any banking trends that you're seeing and that your bank, California Bank and Trust, is seeing in 2015 that you'd like to share with our Southern California business owners? Absolutely. Uh, I meet with clients all the time. I actually had lunch with one of our clients um, who uh, does a little bit of construction. I had dinner with another client that does um, uh, student housing. And what I'm finding is um, a lot of optimism, 
uh, on behalf of the business owners. Good. I'm seeing people reinvest in their business. We're getting a lot more um, requests for expansion loans and a lot of advice on merging and purchasing new businesses. A lot of innovation is being seen where uh, technology is being used more in the businesses. People sure. are more open to technology. People are using LinkedIn, Twitter, Facebook, and um, Instagram. I use all four of them. And people get to know you through these channels, and uh-huh. they feel like they actually know you. So it's And it's a really good way for business owners in a very ex- inexpensive way for business owners to get the word out. So I'm seeing a lot more of the technology utilization sure. in the business owners. So a lot of optimism. Good. People feel comfortable. They're starting to hire people. They're starting to expand. They're starting to uh, invest in their business. One business owner I visited last week bought a $950,000 piece of machinery for his company, and that's something that two years ago he would not have right. made that decision to do so. That's all very encouraging. Thank Absolutely. you for sharing your trends that you're seeing. Yes. If someone would like to learn more about California Bank and Trust, how do they find your firm online? What's your website or where would you direct them to go if it's not their website? The guest that I had just on before you, Richard Sink, doesn't have a website. He uses LinkedIn and other things because he's a social media expert. Oh, but can okay. you share California Bank and Trust? Absolutely. Okay. So the website is www.calbanktrust.com. If they want to find me on LinkedIn, Twitter, Instagram, or Facebook, yes. it's Dr. Betty Uribe. How do you spell that? D-R-B-E-T-T-Y-U-R-I-B-E. All right. Well, thank you for being a wonderful guest. It's I, been a pleasure. It went thank by just so way much. too fast. But, yes, it did. And I appreciate you sharing a little bit about what you know and your life story. Thank you. Thank you so much. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to get out of here. That ends it for this episode of Critical Mass Radio Show. I'm your host, Rick Franzi. I'd like to say until the next time we have a chance to talk, I hope that all of your business decisions will move your business in a positive direction. You have been listening to Critical Mass Radio Show Business Talk Show. Focused on exploring topics of interest to CEOs who are leading middle market companies. With your host, Richard Franzi. 